This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last. Everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris, 
Hello! <laughs> Words fail me. Some people would call it an epiphany. I would call it a Susan Boyle moment. And I know what you're thinking. Have I gone mad? Probably, yeah. But what I call a Susan Boyle moment, do you remember, Ant? You weren't expecting that, were you? No, you weren't, were you? <laughs> that sums up that game. Till I die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Indeed, on YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV. If you haven't done already, please pop over and subscribe. And thanks to everybody. 150 plus people watch the uh, watch along tonight. Amazing. I think probably 145 of those obviously were Leicester fans, but it was great numbers. Thank you very much for that. Um, look, clean sheet. First away win of the season. First win of the year. Does it get any better? It's the Premier League post-match show with Chris, with Chris and Brad and on Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Brad, you big bearded wonder you, I could kiss you out. How the devil are you? As Rafiki once said in The Lion King, my good friend, the king has returned. And what a return it was because... I have to admit, when Pope was turning into Prime Buffon, I worried that we weren't yeah. going to get the three points. Yes. But boy, yeah. did we do it. And boy, did we need it tonight. We needed that. We did. We did. And it was, um, and I'm going to get all the good feelings out of the way before we bring Dan in, who did the watch along with me, obviously, from Turf Morehouse TV, a Burnley fan. Um, Pope, I mean, you could just see it, couldn't you? You could see the fact that we were dominating. Pope was their man of the match, and you could see them just although not see them, but you had that feeling this is Leicester that they're going to go up the other end and just pop one away. Yeah, and to be fair, after the goal, they got a corner and blazed it over the bar from three yards. I was like, oh, for God's mm -hmm. sake, here we go. I thought, oh, God, here we go, here yeah. we go. Yeah. And yeah, you know, we'd have been right and thinking, God, they're only decent chance they have, they stick it in the back of the net. And but no, that was that was a lot more like it. Um, in terms of aggression, our defensive performance, and all, well, all-rounded performance. But I will say that, minus the way we applied ourselves for the second leg against Randers, that has been coming, I think. I felt in the league that performance has been more coming, yes. but it was still... It the was West still and the Wolves game coming. were leading up to yeah. that sort of performance. But, yeah. You know... <laughs> We have, well, I'll come on about fault storms in a minute because before I get Dan in, I think it's only fair to play this before we get Dan in. Oh, 
Good evening, Dan. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, I'm, I've calmed down a little bit now. Um, I think some people will say gracious in defeat, as you said, as I came off the watch along. However, off camera, I'm like, fucking Burnley. <laughs> Fucking Burnley again. Back to normality. Shit happens. Can I just say, um, can I just say, you actually beat my record there. You went about 39 seconds before you swore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new record for you. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, you know, I, I can't say anything other than Leicester very, very muchly deserved that win. Um, Pope was outstanding. If it wasn't for Nick Pope, could have been... You know, an absolute field day for Leicester, to be fair. Yeah. Um, it's just that I think the thing that aggravates us, that will probably aggravate Dash as a manager, is that you've made two tactical substitutions that have paid off and come up with the goods. And um, Brad, you, we should you should know this. I mean, Brad, I mean, I, I've been saying this after every game. You know, Brendan Rodgers is a tactical genius. Yeah, never faulted him, never come on here, and we never question Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the mind he thinks, he thinks outside that box. I've always said for good things about Brendan. You never hear us slag him off or question no. his motives. No, 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 no. Although, thank no. God, thank God he didn't make a tactical substitute that put Vestergaard on the pitch or, or two. <laughs> 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 to be fair, he didn't need to. I, th I thought Amati today was absolutely outstanding. <laughs> he was. He was. Just going to go was. through some comments here. Helen... Good evening. Um, you were posting before I actually came live, so thank you very much if you're still watching. Uh, hi, Chris. I just want to say well done to Leicester for the win tonight. Oh, it was needed. It was needed. Mike here says, big up, Chris. I've just come home from Newport. Soaked, annoyed, cold and fuming with the refs <laughs> and officiating, but great win for you. Thank you. And apparently I did say... Um, <laughs> me thinks you lost, but apparently they didn't. Um, they drew. It was the ref's fault, I gather. Louise, good evening. Can I have the link? Certainly, I'll send you the. I'll put the link in the chat if anybody wants to come on just for a quick couple of minutes yeah. and um, join us and just say what you thought of the game. Can, uh, can I quickly say, Brooklyn commenting. Finally, we won without Paris. Brooklyn, you can stop mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you enjoyed that, David. <laughs> Hi there, Chris. We actually had a game where we were the better team, and despite the exploits of the goalkeeper. Arsenal, for example, we overcame all the odds and won the damn thing, basically. Um, and scoring to well, as I was say, clean sheet, first win of the season away, first win of the year anywhere. Oh, it's it's um, Amange toi. Good evening, Kate. How the devil are you? Uh, how's the sofa? Is it still nice and comfy? You lying there? <laughs> she's uh, definitely found a vegetative a vegetative state, Chris. So that's that, that's what she's in at the moment. Uh, uh, Mike says, "Great win." Um, <laughs> Mike, sex sounds on that. You're too young to know the film. That sounds like the showers, doesn't it, Mike? Sounds like the showers. <laughs> oh, God, I've just got that. It's going to get one of them. Yes, just don't drop the soap, Mike. <laughs> as, one prison, as one prisoner said to the other one in the shower, where's the soap? He all says, yes, it does, doesn't it? Anyway, Louise <laughs> said in... Sorry, two of those. Um, he says, in Rogers we trust, totally. Uh, Kate thought 
that was where Daniel making those noises while doing that hot chip challenge. Like I say, like I say, Kate, you know, it was his audition for a porn film. Scott, good evening. How the devil are you? I must have misheard you. I must have misheard you. I'm sure you had a nickname. No, 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 no. It was it was Brendan Tactical Genius. That's what you were thinking. Um, hello, everybody. Hello, FCB Adam. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Um, I'm presuming is the thumb up from Dan. Are you, is he a Burnley fan? No, no, oh, no not that really? I know of. Uh, no. I mean, the I Barcelona he... badge in the things. Yeah, yeah. he's FC Barcelona, Adam. Is it? Well, I'll be honest with you, I'm old. I can't, I've only got a small screen. I can't see it. Um, I should, Specsavers should have gone to me. Um, but I couldn't get in because there was too many refs in the queue. Um, ref. Oh, Mike. Oh, your ref, sorry. Your ref, sorry. Who cares about Newport game? Good Lee, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Nice of you to join us. Thank you very much for coming on, Lee. Uh, good evening, lads. What a feeling to get that must-needed three points. Mate, it was just, I think for me, quiet. it was just the fact that we got we got the result that the performance deserved, I think, you know. Um, Mike says, oh, Chris, I got that before you. Um, that's a case of being in jail, isn't it? That You always get things before anybody else. Uh, <laughs> David, uh, thank you very much. Everybody says, why do you call him David? It is David, but his account says Michael. don't know why. Um, well done, Lester, clean sheet. I mean... I'm going to, whilst I put the link, anybody that wants to come on for a quick two or three minutes, I'm going to put the link in the chat now on YouTube. You've got to be into the YouTube uh, uh, channel to actually do it. It's not um, on, on that. But, Brad, <laughs> tell us your emotions through that game. Um, there was a feeling of a bit of shock um, because I was watching Leicester. Um, not exactly run amok, but feeling very comfortable away from home, which we haven't done since we won away from home, I think, in, way back in October. So it was very unusual, but pleasing to see. And then the longer the game went on, um, first of all, I, I do want to say I hope the injury to... Uh, is it Ben Mead that came off injured for you guys? I yeah, hope that's yeah. not too serious. I think Dive should have taken him off earlier, but that's, you know, that's what it is. But the longer the game went on, Chris, I had that same sinking feeling. I just found myself watching Burnley have that spell of, I wouldn't say dominance, but with the ball, I thought, here it comes. Any minute now, they're going to get a corner, because that's how most teams score past us. I thought, yes. get a corner, and Weghorst is going to nod it in, and Burnley are going to rob us 1-0. And then, just when I thought maybe we were going to get away with a 0-0 draw, which at that point I would have taken, to be perfectly honest with you, considering the way things have been going for us, Madison just absolutely find something that even Prime Buffon couldn't save this time around. Yeah. And then Sucker Punch. I mean, the king cometh, the king killeth. That's what he did. Jamie Vardy comes back with a bang, lads, and that's just why he is so fucking brilliant. 35 years of age, and he comes on and makes such an impact. Yeah. Well, he's having a party. You know, yeah. I saw I saw his notes actually from Brendan Rogers. I did leak him on Twitter. So if my account gets closed down, it's my own fault. It goes: score a goal, be a total shit house to Burnley fans, bring your own vodka and Charlie to the party. <laughs> and that was his notes that Brendan gave him before while he was warming up. And <laughs> what he did, tell me the, tell me there's a thirty five year old just as good as him 
that does that because I can't, you know, you, you, I, I love the way, way that he, he was obviously getting some stick off the Burnley fans, and he just went around and sort of, yeah, you know, really. I mean, just reminded him, Dan. I mean, you know, looking at talking about Jamie Vardy, um, as we must, I mean, obviously, love him to bits, but he hadn't been in brilliant goal scoring form, um, before. Uh, but then again, nobody from Leicester had, you know, and you couldn't, you know, somebody said, oh, get Dakar off, get Vardy on. And I said, well, Dakar's not been having the service. Vardy's just going to be in exactly the same position. But, you know, what he brings is the mind that, hang on, if this ball goes over, I can sneak here around the back because your defenders were just sort of saying, there you go, mate. <laughs> just wave you through. Go on. There we go. There's the goal. Just go for it. No, true. I mean, if if you've seen that video online of uh, the security the security guard basically frisking somebody outside of Crystal Palace, old block, and he just sort of goes, "Let's from through." He just literally goes like, that, "Let's the next one through." That's pretty much what it will like. Um, the quality from Jamie Vardy, to be fair, to see to read that pass, um, I've got to look at it from a Burnley perspective. Charlie Taylor, weak as piss. You have literally let Jamie Vardy walk past you and go, I'm getting this, mate. You know, don't don't, don't run, don't rush. And Charlie Taylor's then, before he's even been able to respond, has got his arms in the air because the ball's in the back of the net. Um, the sign of a good striker, to be honest, and can't take anything away from it. Jamie Vardy's always been our Achilles heels, uh, Achilles heel, sorry, when it comes to Burnley Leicester and... Um, you know what? What a good time to grab a goal. And is this the turning point for Leicester City Football Club? Well, I mean, I said say to you, and I'm going to come to Brad with this one. Um, I mean, sorry, just Louise, sorry. I mean, he scored two and I mean, he got that free kick the other week and he's scoring now. Yes, maybe we expected too much of him when he first came back and it's taken him a while to get back into his stride. But I think the fact that the team's playing better around him, no matter how good you are, and, he, you mm. know, he is good. He's not Messi. He's not Ronaldo. He can't carry the whole team. But they've started to hit a bit of form. And, obviously, I think it rubs off. Um, but I, I did say in the, in the stream, Brad, that I would sooner us concede after three minutes to concede after sort of 85 with not long to try and get back into the game, which happened the other way around. But then I'm thinking, hang on, this is Leicester. We concede in the 97th bloody minute. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that and and it was quite ironic. I was sat here watching it, and I was literally kind of coaching as I saw it. I was like, "Yes, get your foot underneath it. Yep, that's it. Clear it. Yep, don't dilly dally around it. Yep, edit out. Get it out of the box. Yep, keep going. Oh, if we can get a goal from this attack, that'll kill off Burnley. Get in, and that's how it played out to me watching <laughs> it. I was word for word. I was watching it. I could have joined the watch along and done a commentary for you. The way I was. it was so. It was so good because there was that, you know, that 88-minute clocks and the memories flood back to the Spurs yeah. game, the yeah. West Ham goal, and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, you'd have thought this would just be typical typical for it to, to kind of just have Burnley nick it when they've done... I, I, I'm being nice, Dan. You didn't do anything. You didn't no. do... You, being anything is being nice to Burnley. I mean, that shot come cross that you had in the second half may or may not have been on target, but Casper didn't want to risk it. But it was just nice to see it. it. Didn't you know? We've had a we've had our shaky moments in the back, and yeah, to be fair, you did exploit them in the first half with the balls over the top. But 
it was very much more composed. There was no, there was still times where I begrudged just passing it around, etc. But there was less and less, and we've seen less and less yeah. of it over the last three games. I was pissing around with it. It was get your head on it, don't put it up in the air, get it out 10, 15 yards. Pissing around with it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was quite literally with that picture there. And that was refreshing to see. And that's where the second goal came from. It was refreshing when I finished. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you just don't, and I think this is a, a sums up our battle. Our battle. So I'm reading Ant's message again. Good evening, Ant. How are you? And Kyle. Good evening, uh, Mike. If I do get five, I'll, I'll pop you in in a bit. Um, but Leicester being Leicester, I just didn't feel confident. Like I said, I had that first goal went in. If I'd got a dog, I'd have been taking him out for a walk. But, I mean, I, I think I, I, I sort of kept my calm during the watch-along when, you know, when we scored. I don't think you... You probably didn't even notice me celebrating, did you? Because then I didn't really, you know, do much, did I? I kept rather rather subdued, I thought, that, thought Dan. Yeah, you were you, you was definitely impartial, Chris. Um, <laughs> that's the um, word I was looking for. To, to be fair, to be fair, you know, Brad, Brad hit the nail on the head with his pint. You know, um, Casper Schumacher can go back into that changing room, take his gloves off, put them back in the packet, ask for the receipt, and take them back to fucking Sports Direct tomorrow because yeah. he does the whole because uh, they were they, they were barely used. I said I said in the watch along that if a fan was to get hold of Casper Schmeichel's gloves, he'd be a bit annoyed because he's not even had to do any work in them. You no. know, there's like there's no sweat in there. There's nothing. He's basically just been keeping his hands warm. He may as well wore them magic kids' gloves that you get. Um, he had only honest, one major shot. Well, I say shot to say. Oh well, yeah, you know exactly. I mean, the, the closest scares really from Burnley were Vegost at the back post late on. Uh, if it had got you know connected with that potentially, um, and Corne's effort from um, that just basically trickled past the post. So uh, all in all, a frustrating evening from us. But as I've said numerous times as well, we've had to we, we we've done midweek weekend, midweek weekend. Uh, I won't say much about Burnley because obviously we've got that on the opposition review tomorrow. This is all about Leicester, and you thoroughly thoroughly deserved it today. You you said earlier, uh, Dan, that you you know in the past or earlier on in the season you laid the red carpet out um, for teams when they came. Do you think they did? Uh, and I'm going to ask this this to Brad. Do you think they did tonight? Or I mean, at some point, I thought they were giving us a pretty good game. Um, no no I, end product, I, I would admit. But you know, I I, I feel like maybe Sean Dyche went into this game. And, and maybe got the mentality wrong. I think his idea was, right, we've got a few good results. But these are a Leicester side that have improved. In terms of their performance and the way they've gone about business on the pitch, they've improved. They're, they're, they're getting back to the best. And, and you've always got to be fearful of a team that keep up in the performances but aren't getting the results on the pitch because eventually that pendulum swings and you get the reward, you know, like we had tonight. And I feel like tonight, Sean Dice looked at the situation where, where Burnley have managed to grab grab themselves and pull themselves up too in terms of the fight for survival. And I think he plays, hedged his bets on maybe nicking a goal because we're susceptible to conceding them and, and, and maybe nicking a point from it. I don't think he went with the greatest intentions at home, which is a bit surprising, to maybe go at Leicester and get under our collars whilst we were still nervous. Because the longer that first half went on, I, I, you know... 
I never, and for the first time in a long time, at no point did I feel like Burnley were, were having a point on the game where they were going to score or get in behind and, and, and really threaten us. And I, I don't know what that was about. I, I mean, obviously, you, you see Burnley line up every time, Dan. And maybe, was it a tactical thing? Was it a structural thing? I don't know. I just felt you were, more, you were the first team in a long time that resorted back to the old way teams approached us and they let us have the ball. And you just didn't seem that confident going forward. In fact, probably a player of the same age, Aaron Lennon, your most most attacking threat for us. I mean, I know it was offside, but he set up the only goal that went the only time the ball went into our net. You know, and he yeah, burst out. I mean, he, he was he was solid. You know, he he he, he sprinted back and cut out the Harvey Barnes, uh, you know, chance as well. Um, hmm. I I've just got to. You spot on. We do we do it quite often where we sort of just let teams have the ball, and then you know you look at the possession at the end of games where we've played, and it's like seventy odd percent possession to the opposition to our literally naff all. And um, to be fair, we're even on the position come the uh, uh, possession. Sorry, at the end of the game, and it's just that as you said, when we had the ball, we did absolutely naff all with it. You know, in terms of going forward, we didn't really penetrate the back four. Um, your midfield were resolute. I don't think that... I think you nullified Veghorst's game. Corne, for me, hasn't been playing particularly well the last two to three games that I've seen him in. Um, he, in fact, he's probably been as offside as much as Chris Wood has in the last couple of games. Um, so, yeah, it's... I, I'm putting it. I'm, I'm hoping that it's just a case of fatigue because of the the games. You know, we've played six hours of football in a week, um, and you know, think, it's going to come back I mean, to bite you in the arse at some point. We yeah. did before the game, didn't we, Dan? Um, that would it make a difference? The fact that you played at the weekend and we didn't. Um, mm. I don't think that showed though. No, no, the both teams both teams give it a good fire. It's just that when you had the yeah. ball and you did get mm. forward, you you did everything to penetrate our back line. You did everything to get in behind the defence. Um and as I said, if it wasn't for Nick Pope having, you know, as Brad said, Pram Buffon moments, it mm. it had been an absolute devastating scoreline. You know, yeah. I said to you at the end, the fact that we sort of tired, stood off, um, the second goal just showed really how lacklustre we were, and you can't take anything away from Leicester. They just didn't, you know. A game's mm. there to be played for ninety minutes, yeah. And Leicester didn't stop mm. for ninety minutes. Yeah. Burnley gave up. Burnley got to a point in the game where it was a case of right, times up. Let's sit on this, and whatever we get, we get. Yeah. Um, and it There's just bit us in the arse. Yeah. It's almost like you took a leaf out of the Watford book against Manchester United, <laughs> and obviously until. Until yeah. that, um, until that um, eighty-second minute finish by Madison, it looked like you were going to get away with it, like Watford did against Manchester United. And I almost, you know, in in a way, and I will give credit to Burnley; they they were doing a solid job. You were putting bodies on the line. You were doing exactly what a team down at the bottom needs to do in that situation. I just felt that, weirdly enough, it felt like the way Leicester went about their business is normally how they go about their business at the at a home game. You know what I mean? It, I kind of forgot to a stage that we were at Turf Moor 
Um, not, not, not. That's not just any respect to the crowd. I'm not, I'm not saying that they didn't make noise of it. I'm just saying the way the game planned out. You normally see us having the upper hand and being more in control when we're at home because that's a natural thing for some away teams to to do. You know, you literally either try one or two things. You either try and get in the face, or you you let them play the game and sit back and try and hit them on the counter. And I did find myself going, "This is like the king power," you know, and 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 that was yeah, kind yeah. of. And, and I, you know, from a lesser perspective, it was a very good thing to see. As solid as you were, and as much as you frustrated us, you know, with, you know, Mr. Buffon in goal for you. Again, it was nice to see that characteristics. And I do feel that maybe Sean Dyche kind of hope put a lot of hopes and prayers on a Pope being able to continue performing the level he was, which he did. He made a crack. You know, I have, I have to applaud it. Fantastic save from Harvey Barnes because that should. He hits that a hundred times. No keeper saves it. Oh, massively, yeah. He had had strong wrist. I think he did well to react to Pereira's effort as well. I'll tell you one thing I will say as well, Chris. Um, You know, when when we did the match preview, you said, you know, you rammed a load of stuff off to Craig that you've not done this and you've not done that. And he was saying, find the positives. You know, you've mentioned all them positives tonight. You know, the the first Mm. win in 2022, uh, first win of the season away from home. Um a clean sheet. The one thing you have done as well is gone through 90 minutes without a fecking injury. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although, there was Pierre, I don't know whether that was tactical or he had a twinge or not. I've not seen anything yet. But Apparently says, tactical. Um, Apparently he wanted some more uh, to go on the right. right because of the change that Burnley were forced into. He felt that right. we could attack well, them a bit I more. Far be it for me to doubt Brendan's tactical genius. And now, You always say good things about him. I do, I do. You're quite right. Ant says he's in bed at the moment, next time for sure. And I'm impressed that you're watching us in bed, not what you normally watch in bed. But let's we won't we won't go there in too much detail. Um naughty, naughty, naughty. Um oh she was subscription run out. Cagan and Thomas were done twice, and it could have led to something. It says David, good evening. Uh, but otherwise, agree that defensively we're actually good. We pass forward more often than backwards. We didn't do a lot of no. I mean, I lost it at one point, Dan would, would, would agree, uh, when we were playing it about at the back and we lost it. Surprise, surprise. He, you know, almost you know, in line with the uh, with the penalty box. But apart from that, we, were, we weren't messing about at the back. Um, Barnes, Brad, um, not Barnes, um, this Romanian beer is really good stuff, you know. I want to say, Chris, have you been nursing that one can all match a lot? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. Um, but Amarty, Brad, and um, Cags together. I mean, well, I know Fafana's going to walk back in when he's fit, but that's that's defensively been as good as we've looked all season. I would say it was probably the strongest defensive performance minus the Liverpool game, really. And that was a lot more desperate than... Pardon the pun and the use of names there, but <laughs> then it was against Liverpool because against Liverpool we had a we had a midfield defensive line in front of our back four as well. Whereas today, I mean, what I did find really interesting, and you know, I can't believe I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but whilst you're right, Fafana will walk back into that team. I don't think it's going to be Daniel Amati that is replacing because there's one thing I did notice that's going to Dave's comment that he said there that yes, when the ball came in behind or or, or you know, beat Cags with a jump and the ball got past him, that man, Daniel Amati, was there cleaning up. Almost Johnny Evans-esque, dare I say. And that was really good to see. It seems that we found a way that basically Brendan sort of 
turning a Marty into that responsible defender. Not saying he's not a responsible defender, but he's that, I'll just hang back in case he doesn't get a decent connection on it or if it skims off his head and goes wrong. Because we've had that a few times. And again, there was there was a few nervy moments that Burnley exposed what teams have been doing to us, which is just playing that long ball over the top, dropping it behind our back line. But today we, we handled it well. And I know why Curse doesn't have the blistering pace that some strikers do. And mm. yes, against another striker that may become more fearful. But the fact is, we dealt with the matter in hand, and someone recovered any slight yeah. mishap, and that was that was very good to see. And it was nice. And we're going to have a couple more weeks of it because Fafana's not got any game time. No, a bit strange no, that he didn't no. feature in the under 23s against Man City when Brendan said he needs to play, but that's not for my decision. Yeah. Brendan's a tactical genius. Um, right, you so, say Romanian beer? Yes, it's the joy of having Romanian neighbours who's just had a birthday. <laughs> no, I can't they, were say his name. they weren't offering them they were just chucking them at him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, yeah Everton were in the bottom three when it when it was nil nil and yeah. Burnley versus Everton is massive Daniel Amati I've got to, I said to um Dan in, in the stream I, I thought it was his early heat map, I'd love to I'd love to see his heat map Chris from that game because yeah. he was honestly <laughs> no, like is that a euphemism for anything no 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 they, they usually show the heat map of where you know where he's been all over the pitch I mean he was yeah. literally as I've said on numerous channels he was like shit in a field he was everywhere cutting everything out the second balls the first balls he was in your face he was that sort of other things are available to be found in fields children <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, I if I was to beat every spare blowing in the wind if, ever, if I was to bleep every swear word that Dan said, you wouldn't be able to hear anything else. Um, it, Daniel Amati, I thought he was younger, and I did say to Dan in the in the stream that I thought he was only early twenties. He's actually twenty seven. Um, yeah, but we, you know, we've taken the wee out of a Daniel Amati. I can remember right back to the Charity Shield, walking up Wembley Way just getting up the steps when they started announcing the team and we heard Daniel Amati's name mentioned and we all went, oh, God, no. And he had a man-of-the-match performance then and he's he's been solid this season. I hope he gets a new contract and I hope we keep him, to be honest with you. Um, he's been brilliant. What did you think of the team, Brad, when, when we saw it brought up here? No Madison um, and no Lockman to start with. Which, you know, to be honest, did, did surprise me um, a little bit. Um, I thought maybe he'd start with Madison. Uh, I wasn't too surprised to not see Vardy start. I think it's very sensible, given everything that seems to happen and our club being cursed with injuries this season, that we didn't try and give him 75 minutes to the, or even worse, like the full 90 and watch him be out again. Uh, I was fairly happy with it, though. I've not There's not many teams or lineups I've seen this season where I've not sat here and said I was fairly happy with it. But tonight, we actually matched a fairly decent lineup with a fairly decent um, result so yeah. and performance. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah. just quickly on Daniel Amate, I must say, I, I know we probably won't go to him, but in terms mm. of where he was in Leicester fans' es estimations and expectations of him and what we thought of him as as an individual, yeah, he's got a doubt for a potential fans' player of the year, hasn't he? I think definitely Just so. Just for his improvement. 
Mike says here, 27 is prime for a centre-back, to be fair. Just, and yeah. I just called it the Community Shield, uh, only because I knew there was fans of other clubs in here that don't recognise it as the English Super Cup. So I just thought I would give it, it, it its proper name for those. Scott said, now Chris's head is in his hand moment when Vestergaard names gets mentioned. Do you know what? I'm just going to say this now, and you can clip this out if you want, because I've said it a couple of times just recently. Against Randers, the first leg, he had... A brilliant game. All right, wasn't the hardest game, I grant you. But that lad came in, um, Brad has often said as well, not expecting to get a lot of game time, was thrown in. But not only was he just thrown into a defence, he was thrown into a defence that was having to, that was changed every week. And not because Brendan wanted to change it every week, because he didn't have enough players um, every week. So, you know, oh, how many of you are fit? Right, we have to go three at the back today. Uh, how many are fit? Today? Four? Okay, we can go for and. You know, they were having to introduce Vestergaard to his playing partner at the start of every game because he had probably somebody he hadn't played with before. So, yeah, we can have a go at Vestergaard. And I've been out there having a go at Vestergaard. But I want to see him when we're not in the sort of dire straits that we are at, at, at the moment. Um, but that was the team. Score predictions will come on to uh, in a bit. Um, Daniel's there again. I know you don't like um, stats, but 22 shots. I mean, that was almost as many as Randers had against us in the second leg. Um, but 22 shots to nine. Dan, that's disappointing. If that was the other way around, I would be absolutely fuming. We only have to look at the uh, the game against Palace, you know, at the weekend. I think they'd had 11 shots and we'd had something like three. Mm-hmm. And yet, in this, okay, we, we've trebled our shots t- tally from that game. You've doubled what Palace, what Palace did. But I think that just goes to show the way we play, that we like to basically invite the pressure and then try and take the game to you. Um, however, you basically nullified that threat, which stops us from getting forward and having shots. I'm surprised to even see nine up there, to be honest, because... Uh, I mean, Only two on if, if they, were, they were, they were definitely yeah. like wild mad wild stabs from somewhere um i, I just yeah it, it's it's interesting we, we've never been ones for being so clinical in terms of shots on target um we've always had literally one or two every game it's it's just about taking them chances um and recent games we have as i said earlier there were a comment from a Burnley fan that said we we thought that the job were done after spurs or that's so it seems. Um, but we've got to roll our sleeves up and go again because, you know, Chelsea at the weekend and then Brentford the week after. Big games for you. Massively, yeah. 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 And then all Brad, of a sudden, them games in the hand you have count for nothing if you get nothing, don't they? Exactly. Sorry, Brad. Exactly. No, I was just going to say, I mean, Brad, just, talk, just pinch me to make sure that I'm about... What I'm about to say, I can't believe... I'm about to say, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Eight corners we conceded. No, sorry, six. Six corners we conceded. And we never let a goal in. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I just, exactly. Sorry, I just went, I just, I just went light-headed because you're correct. I thought I, I was going to... Check check the scoreline and check my notes, but no, you, you you're right. Although I did I did I have already said today. Ironically, after we scored, um, you know, Burnley got a corner and and, mm. and blazed one over or 
somehow missed from like three yards out, put it over the bar. I don't know if it was off a Leicester player that was booted over or if it was just a clear chance that was scuffed. But that was the most worrying one. Because apart from that, I will say as well, to add to the disbelief, I was never in much doubt from the corners. We cleared them quite well. And we did that throughout. Our clearances were spot on throughout because when we've defended corners previously, apart from going in the back of our bloody net, when we've tried to clear them, we've we've scuffed it around and, and gave it straight back to them to put it straight back into the mixer. Whereas tonight, we didn't just comfortably deal with the majority of them, but we cleared them and we really <laughs> cleared them. And yeah. it just felt a lot better. I mean, Dan, the, I don't mean I don't mean this to be condescending or anything, but from Leicester's point of view, we've got to say it is only a bottom three team that we've done this against. We haven't just gone and done this against Manchester City. And that in no way is degrading you at all. Um, but, you know, looking at looking at those stats for yourself, you know, two shots on target, that's not going to keep you up, is it? No. No, it's uh, it's worrying. It's worrying. Um I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say it's all doom and gloom because at the end of the day, okay, we've got a point against Palace. Um, potentially maybe unlucky to not get a point tonight. I mean, obviously, I know you deserved deserved the result, but, um, you know, it was only until basically tired legs kicked in and your never-say-die attitude certainly, you know, were profoundly I there. I did didn't I? Because somebody came on, I can't remember who it was, that came on the live the live uh, watch-along and said, um, how's it going? Who's the better team? And I literally had just said, it could go either way. And if this was yeah, a draw, you did. You did. I think, yeah, I think, you know, both of us would have probably gone away saying, yeah, okay, we, we know that was fair. Um, we did to teams, did we not, Brad? What other teams have done to us this season? You know, we've we've kept playing, and all right, we didn't get to the ninety seventh minute, but you know, it, it if we as I say, other we've had that done to us so many times. Yeah, and it's kind of been a performance that we've been searching for in in, in terms of you know it was very Leicester like, and again, you can only play what's in front of you, and and let's face it, bottom three or not, Burnley have been on a great run of form recently. You know, they, they 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 got a very good win against Brighton. Someone's going to hate me for bringing that up, but there we go. You know, you got a very good result and, a, you know, a good, good run of uh, I'll edit that out. You'll never know. Yeah. I'll edit it out. Don't worry. No, <laughs> um, you ca- we came to the game in, you know, if you're looking at it on, on, on the paper, we were coming in torrid form in terms of the other one. Long button. You know, we we were coming to you without a win in the league. Um, you know, despite improved performances against West Ham and Wolves, we we still haven't won. And you were probably coming in there in terms of form as, as probably slight favourites in in some places. You know, mm. you were at home. Yeah. You had a new guy who's replaced Chris Wood, who's scoring for you. Things are looking good. Obviously, still in dire strengths in terms of where you are in the league, but on, on terms of your form, you were doing quite well. And we we've become annoyingly accustomed to Leicester getting shaky and 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 finishing too early in a game and, and not racking up the result. That it was so refreshing and so weird. I kind of 
feel like it's a dream and I'm going to wake up crying because barely a three and up after 12 minutes and I'm still watching the game and I'm falling asleep and this isn't really happening because it was very like the Leicester we got so accustomed to over the last two seasons. Yeah. We kept going, we kept pressing. We never seemed to lose that calmness, even 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 when we scored late and even in the stoppage time when you were coming at us. And we just seemed to go, it's fine. We'll, we'll either see this out 1-0 or we'll go and get a second. And, and lo and behold... It took me kind of 30 seconds to register the goal and sort of give it a proper celebration because I was kind of like, hey, we scored. We've killed the game <laughs> off. We've actually done it. And then it, it hit home and it was it was just nice. And I'd rather it have come against a different team just purely because, you know, I actually don't mind you, Dan, you're all right. But it is what it is. I have to play Burnley. And, and it, it's something now, and I'm sure Chris will hate to hear these words, but it's something now we need to yet again, be able to press on from, because we have done this before. But I will say this has probably been done more impressive because it felt like a complete 90-minute performance that we were yes. good and on top and, yes. and for. Totally. We have had a lot of false doors. And like you say, you know, we have finished, as in like stopped playing so many times that I thought they were making um, making a bit of... Um, Appointments for all the players at the Premature Ejaculation Society, but um, apparently not. Dipak, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? First time for you. I've not seen you before. Welcome along, mate. Hope you are well. Thoughts on the game? If you want to pop in, let us know. We'll, we'll get you on for five. Um, it was whether it was the best performance or not, I don't know. But it, as a confidence builder, we we know we needed that. And had it gone the other way, it could have been you know, really, really got, gone against us. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think we have cheered up. We are feeling a, a lot better, are we not? Well, two of two of us are anyway. Two of us are anyway. Well, we're going to have to have a break now. Um, uh, 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 what are you called, Dan? And I, need, I need to get everybody to put name tags on or, or actually allow names underneath. Um, it's Brad's moment. Ladies, yeah, sit down, cross your legs. It's the moment that Brad gets his tactical board out. And if you haven't seen Brad's tactical board, then really, I mean, it is it is to behold. It is such an impressive sight to see. It is something, it is. Uh, so there's your tactical uh, uh, link in. And um, we always do at this time, we always have a little bit of the old, you know, as, as Dan likes to call it, Babe, stage, uh, babe station music, but just to just to keep it going along. Dan, we'll be back in uh, in five minutes. This, this isn't working well, is it? Come on, Chris. Technical technical analysis here. Right. Well, I've been asked. Are we going to get there? We're going to get there, Chris. We get there. We get there. Right, so tonight I get to talk to you about a Leicester win. Well, hey, that was great, isn't it? And what did Leicester get right today? Well, actually, they just got the, it's funny enough, they just got the basics right. They kept a nice defensive shape to keep um, Burnley out. And this is how they lined up at the back. And it's something that we've noticed over the last two, two to three games that they've been doing. It drops into more of a defensive view where the, the centre-backs actually stay further back and allow the likes of... Luke Thomas, Pereira when he was on, and Mark Brighton when he took over the role to be a bit more creative and push the team out a bit quicker and with a bit more urgency. And what I like about that 
is it completely changed the texture of, of, of how we did things because it allowed it allowed them to have an instant spread of the ball out wide and put Leicester on the front court. And it also meant that instead of in recent weeks where Ndidi would be so close to them, he was a bit further forward. You know, Yuri Tillemans was a bit further forward and Dewsbury Hall was also at the disposition. So Leicester were already building up to the halfway line with a nice, intricate one or two man passes. And it was completely different and it allowed to eradicate our inability to pass the ball around at the back, which is a thankful side to see tonight. Um, in terms of going forward, Leicester did exactly what they normally do. They actually kept that U-shape going forward and they kept that in a front line of three, where Daka played just a little bit deeper as usual, not asking to be uh, exactly Jamie Vardy-like in this game. And he got a bit more freedom going forward. But what it allowed is, it allowed natural support. And what I mean by natural support is instead of being too central or too out on the wide, they played Dewsbury Hall and Yori Tillemans and, and then Madison when he came on, uh, were able to intricate whether to push in and drive into the box or give give support out wide to uh, to uh, overlapping Paul Brighton or Harvey Barnes on either side. They were able to be that support so if they needed to recycle the ball they were able to do that and then what that allowed is someone like Indeedy to push even further forward so that meant that the worst case scenario if Leicester did need to recycle and it's something we haven't seen but they were able to recycle the ball as far back as just over the halfway line I would say if that was the halfway line Indeedy was sat there and that's the furthest you saw Leicester recycle the pack and what they have been doing this season a lot of and I know it was something that Brendan was trying to implicate is we got very bored and seeing the ball go forward and our front three realising they've got no one to pass it to and then all they're going to do is hoof a 30-yard pass all the way back to Vestergaard, Sonnenchu, Amati, etc. And that was the most frustrating thing that Leicester had. So, where we know where Leicester got their success, um, whilst it was limited, I want to point out the slight bit of frustration that I still have with Leicester and I did just note it in the chat earlier is sometimes Leicester's defensive high line, for me, would sit a bit too rigid. Instead of allowing one of them centre-backs, which they did better in the second half where I was talking about Daniel Martin being that cover defender, I think Brendan may have mentioned them because what Burnley were able to do in the first half uh, was drop that ball right in between the gaps of chasing centre-backs. Uh, and they did that on both sides, whether it was on the left and it was the centre-backs getting caught out and it was Luke Thomas having to make the covering run or whether the ball was played down the right and again vice versa the centre-backs caught out and Pereira happened to do the chasing back whilst it was comfortable and fair enough deal with it and it was very rarely threatened by Burnley and to be fair they recovered well it was one thing that still needs to be eradicated from it and again I do point out the fact that when it was eradicated from it was when we made that switch and we went back to we kept that defensive view which allowed us to do what we normally see last season with the likes of Evans and Pafano, so I'm sure when they played. And that was, we had what I called him Mr. Evans. He took the Evans S role. Daniel Marty sat there whilst we were slowly pressing the ball forward, ever so slowly, staying behind the race, but still pushing forward so we could get the ball moving back if we needed to recycle it. But what he allowed for it is if Sionchu missed his header and the ball dropped in behind it, before Burnley play could even get past Sionchu on the floor to get it, Daniel Amati was there. And that was what Leicester did really well in that second half and eradicated the mistake. 
and it's something they haven't been able to eradicate. So whilst there wasn't too much in the way of negatives, and that's because you nitpicking at negatives, I will say, Chris, that that's where defensively and attack mind wide, Leicester finally got it right tonight. People might argue that it was only Bernie and there was clearly still some mistakes to make, but tactically, holding that defensive and then converting it into an attacking U-shape throughout the middle of the park was the perfect way that Leicester did it. And that's why Burnley could not lay a glove on Leicester tonight. And that, Chris, and the and the viewers of Bay Station is where Leicester got it tactically right. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know that about what the um, the what is Babe Station, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you don't. I'm, I'm sure you don't know, mate. Thank you very much. Let's just um, get we, we 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 thing is we we've had a lot worse performances this uh, this season, haven't we? And that that that's the thing with it. You yeah, know, yeah, we are. We have Dan Burnley um, of a work in process, says Daesh. I mean, you'd want to hear that at the start of the season, wouldn't you? Not the, uh, not the end. To be fair, I've thought it anyway myself this season. I've said it from the beginning that you know we are, we have changed the philosophy, the way that we are doing things. We're not just a team that's trying to play it and pump it forward twenty four seven. We're trying to get people involved, play the ball on the floor, and it is sort of an adaptive period. We have got to adapt to the way that the league's changing season in season out. So something's got to give. However, he's been talking about fan margins for the last five years. Um, and, you know, he's got a point still. It is all about fan margins. However, we've, um, we've gone into that game. As I say, we are pretty, we are pretty tired from, from it. But I'm not going to use that as an excuse. I'm not going to use the tiredness as an excuse. You know, you're professional footballers, for Christ's sake. You should know what you're doing. Um, and... In my opinion, yeah, uh, as transitional you can be as transitional as you want, um, but when it comes down to that that game, you know it's there to be played, and you've got to do what's best for the team. If it means going back to the tactics that you're good at, pumping the ball forward, then then do it. Yeah. If, um, but yeah, I do agree. We are in a transitional period, and it it, it could be the one of the main reasons that's biting us in the arse, you know, for our position in the league. But once we get it right, once we do have a few tweaks of the tactic and get it spot on, as soon as we start firing on all cylinders again, um, you know, then fingers crossed we've got a decent setup behind us because it's nice to see Burnley playing some some sort of attacking football. Yeah. I mean, this is the table as it stands at the moment. Um, first of all, Brad, we've moved up to 12th. Um we're only 17 points off fourth now, but uh, we're, we're ahead of um, Villa there on, well, on sound goal difference, on the goal scored. Um, it, it's a funny what a difference a, a game makes, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it just shows you how stretched the league is and how compact it really is, you know, outside that infamous top six. You know, you're talking... Now, all of a sudden, after a torrid start to 2022 and what has been throughout the majority of it, a torrid season for us, again, one win and yeah, all right, it's 12th and that, but all of a sudden we've got two games in hand on Brighton, who I believe have 30, 
33 points or 30 Brighton points. Got I could 33, be wrong. yes. Yeah. So, you know, that, that would then put us up to up to ninth. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at going, well, hold on a minute, you're only four, you know, if you win them games in hand and you, you're, you're sat level pegging on games with the rest, you're only four points, at, you know, and then six points off, off, off seventh. You're four and six points off eighth and seventh, respectively. And it, it's a whole yeah. different contrast. It just shows you... I don't know. People argue it's been a terrible season for that. And I, 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 I'm much enjoying it. I mean, some have been late to the party and the likes of Norwich, Burnley and, and whatnot, picking up the points and starting to make a fist of things down at the bottom. But throughout the table, and even at the top now with what has happened at Man City, mm. dropping a few points and Liverpool continuing their form, it feels like probably one of the better seasons in terms of its competitiveness. I think you're finally getting a feeling that maybe, just maybe, we're going to go into March where pretty much everything that you can compete for is up for grabs. You'll still have the title, possibly up for grabs. You'll still have European places to decide. Maybe not so much the Champions League spots. You might still have a race for fourth. You might have a relegation battle on your hand. Mm. It's going to be a classic end to the season. And it's just got that feel about it for the way results go. Because Leicester could just as easily now go and not lose a game for the rest yeah. of 22. As far-fetched as that sounds, we've gone so yeah. long without winning, we, we could go on a run and... I'm not Let's not get carried everybody. away. Let's not get no, carried no, away. No, no. <laughs> Having said that, you know, you know when you have those sort of nights that you think, these nights, it can't, nothing, it can't get any better tonight. And then you see that Middlesbrough beat Tottenham in extra time of the FA Cup. Um, Middlesbrough, who I think knocked out uh, Man United, didn't they? And they've now they knocked did. out. Was it Man United? It yeah, was. It was yeah. It? And now that and uh, Tottenham, Tottenham. What was it? The, the song used to go. Tottenham, Tottenham. No one, no one can stop them. I think we need one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dearie me, Tottenham! What has what has what has it come to? Um, Nippon, good evening. How are you, sir? Welcome along. Big up to you as well. Mike says, Nippon, you're happy that your rivals Burnley lost today. Niles, sorry, Nippon's um, geography, quite possibly. Now, Mike, the other news you put up, I'm not going to say because I can't see it anywhere at the moment, so I don't know if it's true or not. Um, Dan, come to you, and I'm afraid I've got to scroll down to have a look here. You were out the bottom three at the moment. Um, you've got the two wins in the last five, uh, but you've got Chelsea up next. But then Watford have got. Um, Arsenal and Norwich have got uh, Brad- Brentford. Yeah, it's um, we definitely need you to uh, do something against Leeds this weekend. That's also going to be a massive help. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know our game this weekend's against Chelsea, so it's a free, it's a free hit for us. But um, speaking of which, uh, um. <laughs> be quite honest with you it's looking better for us at the moment when you look at when you know when we spoke about our our next six games um we've got teams that are in and around us we've got winnable games in there um and for the next couple of weeks as well it's just regular saturday games instead of saturday tuesday saturday tuesday so yeah you know it gives us a bit of a a bit of a break although this has also given us a taste of uh 
has just made me realise that, yeah, we wouldn't be able to keep up with the demands of the Championship because it's Tuesday, Saturday every week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, so yeah it, it, it's daunting at the moment. Um, I said earlier on in the season, you know, this last season there were three teams worse off than us. This season we're one of them three. However, I think that's been widened to about, you know, probably a, 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 yeah, a bad six, maybe, mm. in terms of teams at the minute. So... So yeah, I, mean, I, you think, can't... I think any of those six there that we can see, it is any three oh. from those six, really. I mean, we shouldn't Massively. write Norwich and Watford off, in fairness to them, uh, whatever we think. Oh, and I've got a little Chinese friend coming. You can go and uh, go back and uh, live on your coronavirus that you started. Um, but uh, <laughs> in fairness, it is... It, well, we all know it. We all know oh, it. Chris. <laughs> Um, they're getting off scot free, aren't they? Um, but no, you know, looking at that, and um, you know, you, you, it could be, I mean, you know, to say Norwich and Watford could stay up, Everton and Leeds could get dragged into it, Brad. Yeah, and that's 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 the point I was pretty much resting on, um, just, just a moment ago. It's one of the most open Premier League seasons to have. I mean, any of them six could be it, and you could see it get down to May where we. You know, they're going all around the grounds and it's chopping and changing. Brentford are in it and then, you know, something happens. And it's very plausible. In fact, yes, on they're, they're quite all, they're pretty much all well matched in terms of the torrid form. You know, in fact, Burnley, the most impressive one there with two two green circles on it. And I'm sure Dan's still scratching his head how they've managed that. But <laughs> you're looking at, Teams that are in free fall, like Everton, like Leeds, and I know Leeds have got a new manager, but they might just prove why we've stuck with Brendan and not sacked a manager so close halfway or just over halfway through the season. I don't know, but you know, there's there is no team there that are out of anybody's reach, and that's the thing that's going to keep at least Watford and, and Norwich thinking they've still got a chance if they can just keep picking up points. And, and like Dan yeah. said, the run of fixtures that they've got. You know, and it's not just them. Leeds, like Dan said, will be looking to hopefully nick something from us. They won't want to lose because then they'll be nervously checking their phones and, and seeing how Burnley got on. And, you know, Everton will be doing the same. They'll be open. They can do themselves a favour. And, and all of a sudden, if Burnley go and get a free hit and, and nick a point against, you know, Chelsea or, or something even better, which we've seen this season, clubs take a free hit and they've got nothing to lose and, and upset the apple cart. Yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden, you know, Dan will be going, way, Vardy's back. I loved him. I've always liked Vardy. He scored that trick today. He's brilliant. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and then Dan's his best friend asking to follow him on Twitter. But, you know, that's just how the joys of this season are going. That Everybody's looking at everything. And there's not a t- there's not a group of teams. Because you normally get to this stage, even at this point in the season, where you've normally got your Crystal Palaces, your Southamptons, and even probably your Brightons and that. And they're in like your bunch that you call your safest houses. They ain't challenging for Europe, but they ain't getting dragged into it. Um, but now we're looking at a, a bottom half, the terrible six, if you will, as Dan would probably not like me to call it. But if, where you're thinking, wow. From a neutral's point of view, if these teams keep chopping and changing and nicking points on each other, we're in for a hell of a, a, a run into the season. And, and, and in a way, as much as Burnley would probably like to be challenging at the right end of the table, they're involved in that. And so it's it's just going to be interesting to see. I think it is going to be a case of who blinks first. And it, in, it's in, the, in the bottom half of that table, the team with the most wins at the moment, 
the most informed team at the moment is Newcastle, Dan. Four wins and a draw, um, 25 points. That, and four, I think, I'm totally honest with you, I don't think they're, they're in it anymore. They've beaten Leeds, they've beaten Everton, they've beaten Villa, uh, they drew with West Ham, and they beat Brentford. They're beating teams that are there or there around them. Yeah, and I can't blame them for it. I, um, I know Newcastle fans will be a bit peed off at the fact that if I say, oh, you've bought your way out of it, but you have. You, there's no other way of looking at it. You yeah. definitely have. Um, they weren't playing up with the team they had. Not a chance. No, no, mm-hmm. totally agree. So they've, they've bought their way out of it. And fair enough, you've asked me the question as well, Chris. Would you say the same thing if Burnley did it as well? Uh, and I said, yeah, I would say to you that we've bought our way out of it. But we, but Newcastle are well and truly out of that relegation uh, fight now, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting for the teams around us, as, as you've alluded to. Yeah. We do this every week. I mean, we have um, Alan Bennett, who always does my um, Man of the Match and um, ratings straight away after every game is the first thing he does is he gets the signal, he send me the rating. So he does it instantly. But he is there and we're watching it on telly and we don't see it all. We don't see what's happening off the ball, etc. But... Then you look at the votes as to... Now, if I said to you, Brad, who do you think was, won, from the Leicester fans, won Man of the Match for Leicester? Well, I'm, spoiler alert here, because I did do the voting on the BBC, and I can imagine sat very top of that list. with Knowing Leicester fans and, and how fondly they think of him, I can imagine there's a certain Jamie Vardy is sat top yes. of that list. Everybody um, is top. Madison is second. Now, guys, I, I obviously I love Madison. I absolutely adore Vardy. We should have a stat. He's, he's probably will go down as like Leicester's probably one of Leicester's best ever players. And I, and I read a thing somewhere. I don't know who it was, uh, but it was one of the, um, the 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 sports journalists that write for one of the daily newspapers that he had Jamie Vardy signing as the best ever signing by any Premier League club ever um, that we paid a million for and he's paid us that back in droves. But guys, yes, he got a goal. Yes, Madison got a goal and possibly you could say changed the match. But, you know, there were players out there that played for 90 minutes that actually, in my opinion, um, deserved it more. And I've got to be honest with you, I've got to agree here with Alan, um, if I can just find it here. And I'll say Daniel Amati gets it from me every time. Spot on. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with it. I, I think it'd be doing a disservice to Daniel Amati's performance to, to say that, you know, it was taken out of context the fact that Leicester have been a bit dis- been nice to our defence this season, given everything that's gone on. But we've had a bit of disaster at the back. To, to put it least and you know yeah and I agree with you it's quite easy to look at the guy who got the assist and got the goal and 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 mm. and, and and say yeah that's the man of the match but if Daniel Lamarty doesn't put in the performance he does over that 90 minutes Jamie Vardy does not come onto a pitch where his team are only nil nil or one nil up or whatever he doesn't do yeah. that that doesn't happen and and if you don't have that and then again you know 
you're talking about a standout player. I could have gave it to any of the back line in terms of that because it's been so far since we've seen a, a solid defensive performance. I think collectively they deserve it. But Daniel Amati, for a lot of reasons for me, deserves the overall man of the match. So I agree with you, Chris. If he doesn't do that for them 80-odd minutes, Jamie Vardy can come on and, and, and probably gets a consolation because, you know, we're so used to losing that, losing them sort of games. You've mm. got to credit where it was due. And one of our biggest Achilles heel that's been sliced to bits this season is clean sheets and and, and defending poorly. So, well done, Daniel Marty. One of the best performances I've seen from you in a Leicester shirt. Very well deserved as the man of the match. But again, I do understand why, because of the impact and how important important it was to the end game not a uh, marvel we're not sponsored by marvel don't sue us please but to quote end game you know we got the end game right through vardy but yeah. it wasn't anything without the mission couldn't be a success without the work from you need you need but you need both sides because you could exactly. say if madison exactly. and vardy hadn't come on that game would have finished nil nil um no but again, uh, we'd still be given. We'd then when we did hands down, we'd be given. There wouldn't even be a debate on the no. BBC who they'd be voting for man of the match because it would. Everybody would surely have. Well, you'd assume that people yeah. would have voted for Marty yeah. for keeping it nil nil. I mean, before I come on to to, to Dan, uh, eight for the manager, seven for the team, Brad. Very agreed with that. It's it's nice to hear that we're we're all in agreement. Probably on the manager's front, he's taken a lot of stick. I mean, there's sometimes yeah. we've. Not stick, but there's certain times we've looked at Alan's rating and gone, I can understand why, but Brendan's had to do what he's done. He's tried to deal with a situation. It's you know, I've been a bit kinder in, in my rating, so but I agree with Alan 120 tonight. He got everything spot on. The tactical changed. He realized what Sean Dyche, you know, that injury to me was going to cause. He knew to switch it up. He brought on the wrong right players and he gave them the positive mindset. You know, he didn't go defensive like he'd done before to try and see out a victory. He kept them going. He believed in them. Yeah, it was it was a very good job. Um, and yeah, it deserves an eight. And I think this team are right with a seven. Yeah, yeah. There would be no surprise, and I haven't got it up here, um, Dan. I'm sorry, but there would be no surprise to you as to who your fans picked for your out of your team player player of the match. Yeah, Nick Pope, absolutely outstanding. You couldn't give it anybody else but mm. Nick Pope. As I say, it could have gone ridiculously horrible scoreline without Nick Pope in the sticks today. So, um, yeah, I haven't really got much to say on it other than, mm. you know, I'm, uh, Nick Pope did did well to keep the game at 2-0, to be fair. He did. He totally did. Um, I think Mr. Again, I don't, I don't... did well for you as well. Sorry, Chris. Sorry, no, saying sorry. as well was a good shout. Uh, he's already. He, I thought he was already playing for Leicester when he ducked out of that header and let Dakar in with a chance. <laughs> well, maybe he's seeing his future, mate. Maybe he goes, yeah, boss, what's this? <laughs> what I can do? I mean, it was very much a okay. it was very much Leicester esque that that particular <laughs> movement because two Burnley <laughs> players went for it. Uh, one of them got it and he went behind, and and Tarkovsky had no absolutely no idea where the ball was, and uh, we, you got away with it. Um, I've got to ask you this, though. We, all, we, we were saying about, um, you know, whether Tarkos is going to be coming to Leicester or not. There's pros and cons, etc. Um, but at the end of the game, you saw all the players smiling. And I was surprised, Dan, uh, the, the Burnley players smiling. You've just lost. You got, you're still in the bottom three. As a fan, 
that would have annoyed me. Yes, go up, shake hands, etc. But it was like they were they just played, played a friendly. Yeah, that that annoyed me. Um, the, you know, you said the Burnley players I saw at the end of the Palace game, you know, and the Palace players, both Palace Palace players and Burnley players were sort of on the pitch, sort of like, oh, like I can't believe a share of the spoils, sort of thing. And that's what you want. You want the mm. teams to have this like sort of, you know, never say die attitude where you're thinking, shit, you know, we let that game go away from us. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't get it. I understand the sportsmanship, shaking hands, but yeah, stand yeah. there, look, look dejected. You've just literally fought really hard. Your keepers kept you in it for 82 minutes until mm. your arse fell out and, you know, you couldn't breathe and you all needed fucking inhalers because you're nearly, you know, on death's door with your age. But it's, yeah, it, it, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. It pisses mm. me off, stuff like that, and I can can understand why other people would be peed off. But I can't be I can't be aggrieved because of the way we've played this season. I've seen us play mm. awful. And now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden we've got set, we've had seven points from, um, from the last four games for a team that was literally rock bottom of the division mm. seven points in foot in the last four games is nothing to be sniffed at in my opinion no, no, especially you especially when you had games in hand and oh. you've um, you know you've still got two two to play as well yeah I think you've got one game in hand you've got two on in hand on Everton um, as it happened, no, you've got one game in hand on Everton. Yeah, we've got two in hand on Brentford. We've got to play Everton and Aston Villa in our games in hand. Yeah, you've got two on Brentford. In fact, no, Everton have got a game in hand on you. Um, and I think, Brad, that game in hand is us, maybe. Yeah, no, we've got I believe so. I believe our two games that did get called off were Burnley and Everton. Um, because yeah. wasn't wasn't the Everton one because we wasn't that around the FA Cup tie? Not. Nottingham Forest one, the, the good one, where we beat Watford. Wasn't that a case of we only had eight? I think that was the game that got called off. You could be right that Everton is. So we need to do two favours, Dan. God, God, what you like? You're just asking you too like? much, Dan. You're asking too much. Yeah. Related or not, you may be my no, offspring. Don't, don't, don't worry, Dan. Don't worry, Dan. We're going to beat them. We'll beat them for you. We'll beat them. <laughs> Keith, good evening. How are you? I read that wrong. I thought it was Keith Della, the the, the, <laughs> the dark player. Keith Daly, good evening. How are you, devil are you, sir? Uh, it did look like he was um, walking out the ground. Did it to you, Brad? He looked a bit frustrated. I mean, he didn't show any dejection towards it. He didn't seem to kind of throw his strop down there. So sometimes when you, you know, sometimes when you're a bit annoyed at your own performance, mm. um, because to be fair, out of the out of the midfield three, he he wasn't the one I heard the most I saw on the ball. No, um, exactly. we said that, have, didn't we? Yeah, he may have also been a bit frustrated in 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 the fact that he didn't want to come off in the sense that he wanted to tee out the ninety minutes and and. And correct, you know, maybe his performance and, and maybe find a way to to play a mm. part in it. But the tunnel's right down the corner, and sometimes when you play like that, and you get taken off, and you you're annoyed at yourself, and you just want to get away from it all because you just you know like, I'm annoyed. I don't want to take my anger out on everybody. He just he seemed to me like he just wanted to head down the tunnel and, and deal with it. And I'm, I'm sure 
I'm sure had we lost or drawn today, there'll be questions asked to Brendan, but it will go unnoticed because they've won. Maybe Leicester or CFC themselves were asking, is there anything between it? Because they saw him down the tunnel. But sometimes you just got to accept it. And sometimes when you let yourself down, maybe in your high, you know, the high levels mm. he holds at, he just wanted to get into the tunnel and get himself, you know, just relaxed a bit you don't know the question that i said to dan earlier i'll I'll ask it to you now brad is that telemans um (laughs) you here's my do you do you keep him on because you know that he could have a bit like jamie vardy 89 minutes when yep you don't hear him and i'd said i said to dan during the game i haven't really heard a lot of tillemans at all and i wasn't kind i was surprised but not surprised if that makes sense so do you take him off because he hasn't had his best game or do you actually keep him on because you just know he might have that moment of brilliance and good evening keith how are you and same to melina good evening thanks for joining us um no, no, actually, I, I don't. I never feel that the player's too good to be taken off. If they're not performing well, we've seen it before. And, mm. you know, maybe, maybe we've not been in a, in a position so much to do so. But now we're in a position. I mean, if you're asking me who should start next, you know, next game, it, it, next next time out against Leeds on Saturday, mm. is it Yuri Tillemans or James Madison? I'm picking Madison hands down. And I, I feel more comfortable knowing we've got Dewsbury Hall, we've got, you know, James mm-hmm. Madison, we've got Yuri Tillemans, we've got Samore, we've got a good depth in quality there to suggest that if he's not having the best of time, and maybe his head's gone a little bit, maybe maybe even though he's genuinely trying to commit to Leicester and, and see out the last three months here before he moves on in the summer, mm-hmm. maybe that mentor has gone. Maybe, maybe it's, I'm, I'm not excusing it, but maybe yeah. Brendan needs to do to him what he did to Madison, take him out of the limelight, put his arm around him, because we all know from from when Madison made that return and he started coming back that he said, you know, I went to the gaffer, which which Brendan Rogers appreciates that he went to him and said, look, gaffer, help me out here. What's going wrong? How can I get myself back to me best? We'll look at, and you know that he worked hand in hand with him. They looked at everything. They looked at where he was going wrong, where he's going right. And if he maybe Yuri needs that from, you know, you know he needs that from Brendan now. But I have no fears. You know, unlike maybe in previous seasons where we didn't have the calibre on that bench, I don't have too much fears. If you're not having a good game, I like the feeling. I, I'm sure there's a lot of players that do like that feeling mm. that um, they go, oh, yeah, OK, that, thanks for reminding me, Gaffer, that if I don't keep my game on top level, there's mm. someone that can gladly sit in my place and yeah. do just as good a job. And, and it's, it's almost refreshing. And I, I hope he takes to that more mm. than fizzles out because it's something that I'd like this season to end in some form of high for Yuri. Uh, I'd like yeah. him to be able to find his well, way. Maybe, so maybe, maybe we'll be lifting the uh, the Europa, Europa Conference League. Who knows? Yeah, Jack says that if Vardy came on early, I was hoping he would get his level, but not today. Now, now, Jack. Now, now. He, he knew which <laughs> uh, which end. We'd, he'd actually seen us change ends, so he knew which way he was playing today. Um uh, Keith says, Brad, Yori was poor. No excuse. Guys, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, Dan, first of all, thank you so much for, A, for the watch along earlier. Uh, I managed not no to problem. actually. We lost you again. 
Uh, we lost you on your stream. We lost you on my <laughs> stream. You, you seem to you like this. Maybe you were looking for a corner. I don't know. Yeah. But, <laughs> I know exactly what it is. I know exactly what it is. I figured it out. Kate just gets annoyed of you stealing a, a man. She just yanks the Wi-Fi cable out and plugs it back in for Dan to realise. What's happening here? And Kate's going, I don't know. I'm all right. But I'm with Brad. I'm just glad you hadn't fallen asleep today, to be honest with you. So, uh, Dan, sorry, lad. Sorry, lad. Sorry. Dan, thank you so much. I say for the watch along earlier. I'm, I'd like to say sorry for the result. I'm not, but you know what I mean. Um, we'll see you tomorrow night at nine uh, for the opposition view, and we'll talk more about how Burnley did. But um, just give everybody a quick shout out on your. Um, where people can find you? No, first and foremost, thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, it's really nice of you to uh, ask me to come along. I enjoyed it. The result wasn't uh, didn't go in our favour, as I say, but uh, commend Leicester for what they did, um, and they really did take the game to us. So well done on that three points. Can't say much fairer than that, to be honest. Um, but yeah, you can catch us at Turf More House TV. Um, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter and also TikTok and on all major podcast platforms as well. He is everywhere like a bad rash. Dan, thank you very much. And also to Kate as well. To get you. I'm glad you said that. That reminds me. I've got to give Clap Clinic a ring it morning. <laughs> oh. oh, Dan sleeping outside tonight. So it's, Here we it's, go. Here we go. And the doghouse. <laughs> There you go. You just shot yourself. You just shot yourself. Kate, look out. Go and sort him out. But thank you for keeping him refreshed during the game. <laughs> Pretending he's posh on gin, you know. I thought you got off because you choked on those gold bits. Dan, thanks so much, mm -hmm. mate. <laughs> Not <laughs> a problem. Cheers for having me. See you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks thanks again. a lot. Bye-bye. Uh, now, that, that was short for us because normally with Dan and me, we're normally saying goodbye for like 20 minutes. I know you're like <laughs> star cross lovers. You can't say goodbye to each other. We can't. We can't. But you know what that's like at the moment, uh, Brad. I, I certainly do, my friend. I certainly do. Oh, honestly, young love. If only, I, I, if only yeah. I could remember. <laughs> I can't remember that. I told part, you, you need to remember to take your tablets. Then you'll remember, mate. That's how they work. That's what I'm doing wrong. That's what I'm doing wrong. Brad, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, at Full Time Focus on Twitter is where people can find you. Yeah, Go and give Brad a follow. Um, he, he likes to be followed in not just on Twitter, in real life. If you know where yeah. he lives, go and stalk him. <laughs> he likes a bit. Um, Kate says that's nothing to do with me, the slimy snake. Uh, you need oh, to keep wow. it. You need to keep it. Look, I know we've had I know we've had some babes debuting on when we tactical and only for this profanities out here, Kate. That's just just draw a line on it. Behave, put put your potty mouth to good better use. The thing, and I want to leave on a on a high note, but I'm gonna say this, but it's not that high. But everything we've achieved tonight has been brilliant. It's been a great performance. Um, yes, Mike, you did, and I said that joke the other day. So thanks, Mike. Um, who are you, Mike? I can't remember who you are. But, no, we had a great game today. Everything went right. Tactics were right. Substitutions were right. But it will all mean nothing if we don't go out and do the same against Leeds United. You know, we exactly. can't. We've All season, you know, we've had a good result against uh, Man United. We didn't build on it. We got an amazing win um, against Liverpool at home uh, in the Premier League. We didn't go and build on it. 
whatever we do today is only going to be good if we can do the same against Leeds and get three points. Exactly. I think we will. Leeds are a club in turmoil, I think you'll agree, Brad. And this new manager, I can't see him giving them a bounce at all. Um, he doesn't know the Premier League, and I think I think he'll come a cropper, unfortunately. Uh, don't wish him any harm, but I think Leeds are, going, are looking like they're going to drop. Well, let's hope so, mate, because it it's desperately needed. And, and, and in terms of getting Leicester back to their best and ending the season on a complete high, it's getting to that point of do or die. Uh, yeah. And if we can do that, there's still a glimmer of hope that Leicester might end it in a in a very decent position. But we'll yeah. see. We'll wait We'll wait for the early kickoff on uh, Saturday and hopefully they'll turn up on time. An early kickoff and an early post-match show for us, sir. Yeah, yeah, for once. It's nice and early, isn't it, Chris? It's not one of these late-nighters. I'm almost tempted to do a watch-along. You can't... Oh, no, no, no. You've got to get Dan on, then. Because, obviously, Dan's <laughs> a good one for us. Oh, you no, thank you. You're not saying it's because of me. Thank you, sir. Thank you for that. That's you. That's, that's stopping your check now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. Take care. Uh, no, I will see no. you um, tomorrow. No, not tomorrow night at all. We'll see you on Thursday night for the prediction show. Ah, is that when it is? Brilliant. Yeah, I know. It is this you. week, nine o'clock on Thursday, if you are free, sir. Um, yes, mate. I shall be. Brilliant, mate. I will see you then. Take care. All the best. Stay safe. Good. Good. And you. Cheers. Thanks to Brad and his tactical board. Yeah, ladies, he got it out again for you tonight. So I hope you enjoyed it. We're back. We were supposed to be back at seven tomorrow with our monthly foxes across the bond when we speak to an American. And uh, good night, uh, good night, Max. Thanks for just popping in there. Thank you. Um, but unfortunately, one of them can't make it, and the other one's had some uh, bad family news. So we don't know when we'll be doing that. So um, we'll be back, unless I can fill it with something else. We'll be back at 9 o'clock tomorrow. Dan again. Honestly, he can't keep us apart with the uh, <laughs> with the Opposition View show. And we'll be, we'll be talking Burnley. And, and obviously... Quite a bit of Leicester, I would imagine, as well. And uh, then prediction show, 9 o'clock on Thursday. Thanks for everybody that joined in the chat. Mike, uh, Kate, Miss Molina when she was in. Max has just come in. Thanks for your kind words there, Mike. Uh, David, uh, Keith, Jack. I mean, there's just so many to go on. Um, it was great. Uh, Nippon, who popped on earlier. Uh, thanks very much, Nippon. Uh, Scott, thank you very much. Uh you know, I'm in such a good mood we were, and I'm even going to thank the Chinese bot. <laughs> Thanks very much. See you tomorrow night. Thanks for listening. If, you, if you're listening to this on podcast on um, Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Podcast Addict, thanks for listening as well. We have hit, unbelievably, since December 20, we've got 20, over 20,000 downloads. It, it, ah, words fail me. It is unbelievable. Thank you so much for that on the podcast. As always, thoughts to the people of Ukraine. Red and yellow background, as you can see, uh, in respect for them. Um, sweet dreams to them tonight. Just pray for you. Hope things get better. And I will see you all tomorrow night at nine. Good night and thanks for supporting us. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. That's all, Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.